Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Coming up in about 13 minutes, Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lock and Forrest set to join the program. We'll take a spin around the National Football League and hit all the hot-button items on the menu here as we get ready to get into full gear here with the offseason officially underway. The Senior Bowl took place this past week. We'll have the Super Bowl Sunday in Arizona, and then all bets are off. All eyes, all minds, all thoughts toward the 2023 offseason. And here locally for the Washington Commanders, the 2023 offseason, a lot of questions can be answered. The quarterback position, uh, definitely a big topic of conversation. The offensive coordinator, definitely a big topic of conversation. Hell, is Daniel Snyder actually going to sell this franchise? I'm sure that's the biggest news. Uh, the Washington Commanders fans are, are looking forward to finding out. But I want to pay attention to the quarterback position, and I want to hear from you guys on this. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well, at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. What should the Commanders do at the quarterback position heading into 2023? We heard from Sam Fortier of the Washington Post, and we'll play that cut for you here again. Here is Sam Fortier on who he thinks should be the commander starting quarterback heading into next year. I mean, my sense is that Sam Howell is, is probably the odds-on favorite to be the starting quarterback uh, this coming season. And, wow. and I think that's a combination of things. I don't think, I mean, I think he, he played, you know, he impressed in his debut. I think he was pretty good. Um, not, not lights out by any means, but not terrible. Right. But to me, this is tied into the Martin Mayhew, Ron Rivera comments at the end of the year that we want to be a run-first offense. Yeah. I, it's interesting that Sam started to allude to, to Martin Mayhew and Ron Rivera in, in the running game thoughts at the end of that. That, to me, is not the bigger picture to me. The idea that they're willing to commit to him, and I know if Sam Fortier is going to go on the record and say something like that, it's based off of information that he's hearing. There is an extreme comfort level within that building with Sam Howe, and for good reason. There were reports, you know, in the offseason that if they did not acquire Carson Wentz via trade, they wouldn't have waited till the fifth round to select Sam Howell. He was, according to all reports, the number one quarterback on their board last year. So for them to luck out and get him in the fifth round, look, football gods were on your side. You got to do that you had rated first in the fifth round, and you're not going to go with the moving forward? That is organizational malpractice. That is the stuff the folks in this fan base don't have patience for. I said it once, I'll say it again. You cannot continue to do things your way, fail, and expect different results. You can't zig when the rest of the league is zagging. Clearly, in 2023, the best way to build a contender is to have a rookie quarterback on a rookie quarterback deal. Your ability to improve the rest of the roster around him becomes that much easier when you've got a little bit more cash to play with. And that's the situation here in Washington with Sam Howe. Because he's on his rookie deal, you're able 
to allocate resources to this offensive line that damn sure needs an upgrade. You're able to potentially re-sign a Deron Payne. You're able to get Cam Curl locked up long-term. There are plenty of housekeeping items on the docket for Washington, but they've got to figure out what they're doing at quarterback before they start addressing those things. I've already said it. I'm out on a Derek Carr. I'm out on an Aaron Rodgers. I'm out on Jimmy Garoppolo. I want something that's mine. Can we figure something out for once? Can we go out and discover our own guy for once? Instead of getting someone else's trash? How many years do we have to see the same thing happen over and over again before we expect different results? Going into year two, you go with Ryan Fitzpatrick. That was their plan heading into year two was Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm being nice and giving them a mulligan for the decision that they made in 2020 in Ron's first year because, okay, you want to give Dwayne Haskins an opportunity. I get that. Fine. But, man, once you realize that's not your course of action moving forward, Ryan Fitzpatrick, that was the way they felt best suited to upgrade that position was Ryan Fitzpatrick not going out and drafting a Justin Fields or a Mac Jones or somebody that came out in that damn class. I don't care if they would have went and swung on a rookie and and they busted out. I would have felt a hell of a lot better than I do right now. And that's no slight to Sam Howell. But look, it is what it is. Call a spade a spade. We need something to be excited about at the quarterback position moving forward. And yes, I understand Sam Howell's exciting. We drafted him in the fifth round. He looked good against Dallas. Made plays in the preseason. I get it. But is Sam Howell really was supposed to put butts in seats in 2023? Our fifth-round pick? That's what's supposed to move the needle? I don't know. I personally am a believer in the talent that Sam Howell has. I just think it's up to Washington to surround him with the requisite pieces to be successful. That's not just personnel. That's coaching, specifically the offensive coordinator. The offensive coordinator-quarterback combination that Washington goes into 2023 with. That is the biggest decision that Ron Rivera is going to have to make here in his tenure here on the job. Just call it what it is. His future here in D.C. is reliant and dependent upon the success of the offensive coordinator and the success of the quarterback. It can either go one or two ways. They can hire an O.C. that comes in here and thinks he's hot you-know-what and wants to look for the next job, and they can fail and fall flat on their face, and Ron gets blown out, the whole staff gets blown out, and you're looking for a new quarterback next year. Or or they can continue to do this thing the right way and be diligent with their process of finding an offensive coordinator. You get someone who's willing to work with Sam and who believes that he's got enough meat on the bone, so to speak, to make a good chicken soup. Sam Howell's got the goods. And I think other folks around the league believe he's got the goods. It's about Ron and company choosing the right guy to pair him up with. We always say this about quarterbacks. The best quarterbacks that get drafted at the top of the draft and bust out and flame out, a lot of the times it's not because they don't have the talent. It's because in this league, the quarterback position and the success that you have is dependent on fit. And it seems like Sam Howell here in Washington is a good fit. The guys in this building believe in him. And his teammates seem to believe in him. The next step is getting an offensive coordinator who believes in him. 
If that's Kenny Zampezi and they got to promote from within, fine. I'm okay with that too because guess what? Doesn't make too much sense to me to wipe away and strip away all the progress that Sam Howell made in year one to go out and hire an outside coordinator. Keep the continuity, keep the consistency, and roll with Kenny Zampezi. But if you can't and you choose you want to get sexy, Eric Bieniemy, I'm fine with. Greg Roman, I'm fine with. Just get someone in here who's willing to work with Sam Howell. Let's hit the phones. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. At N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Dave is in Woodbridge. What's going on, Dave? Hey, buddy. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I am not on the Lamar Jackson on that path. Uh, dude's going to call 225 250 You know he wants all guaranteed money. I'm not saying he'll get it. He's coming off two years in a row where he hadn't finished the year. And we would lose and we'd keep all these holes that we have. I'm more worried about re-signing Sweat, Chase, and maybe possibly keeping Duran. Most likely we're going to lose one of them, maybe trade it away. I, I would, the more you talk about how, I would like to just ride with that because there's so much uncertainty with this ownership with, with coaching, you know, a new owner is going to want to have his guys. This, this is just to me, it's just a one-off year. I hope they draft, maybe draft another quarterback high, move up, maybe trade Chase Young since he's been damaged, and a number one, and try to move to get you know top three or top four quarterback. Let him duke it out, kind of like what Dallas did back with Troy Aikman and Steve Walsh back in the day. Let the best man take the job. And and then you don't have the cap problems either with the like you're talking about the rookie deal. Your thoughts, yeah. buddy? Yeah, I completely agree with you. The only thing that I'll say and push back, Dave, on is with Lamar. When you're able to acquire a guy that's that talented at the quarterback position, filling out the other His holes talent. on this roster become a lot less more important. You know what I'm saying? Resigning a Deron Payne, you got to choose the lesser of two evils. You can't have everything. You can't pay everybody. If you choose to pay big money to a quarterback, you're going to have to suffer somewhere else regardless. Yeah, his um, – I'm not sold on his arm. Yeah, he is a dynamic player with his legs, but the only guys he ever thrown to him about, the only guys he ever had is tight ends. And that's, the, and that's the thing, he, Dave, and I appreciate the call. For those of you who are skeptical about Lamar Jackson and his ability to throw the football, when have the Ravens ever invested any resources into getting him weapons? Yes, they've got one of the best tight ends in the league in Mark Andrews, but that's it. That's it. Sammy Watkins, that's what he's supposed to be throwing to? A young Rashad Bateman that can't stay healthy? Devin Duvernay? Who? I'm telling you, you get Lamar Jackson some weapons, and all of those out there who are skeptical about his ability as a passer, all those doubts go by the wayside because Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson's got it. Take one more phone call here before we go to break. It's Bert in Tacoma. What's going on, Bert? Lamar is not going to come here. Like, like you're you're delusional right now. I love you. I love you, and I and I listen to you all the time. But it's it's crazy. Like, First of all, Bert, Lamar doesn't have a choice as to where he goes because that's what happens when you are tagged and traded, which is the eventual scenario. But so, they're not going to trade him to – they're not going to trade him here. Why wouldn't like, they? If we have the best package to give back, why would they not trade the, him here? 
we have the most delusional, like crazy situation going on. We have a coach that's on the hot seat. He's gone after this year. We Not if you acquire that. Lamar Jackson, Bert. If you acquire, if you acquire Lamar Jackson, all things are on the table. And I appreciate the call, buddy. Those of you who are worried about Ron Rivera's job security, if you get Lamar Jackson, isn't that a an instant get out of jail free card? Wouldn't he deserve some more time? Wouldn't he have some more coins in his basket, so to speak? I don't know, man. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven is the number. You can tweet at me as well, at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lock and Forrest set to join the show. We'll touch on a plenty, a bevy of items with him, including Lamar Jackson. And what the hell should the Washington Commanders do at the quarterback position heading into 2023? All that and more next with Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lock and Forrest right here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Just getting rolling here on this Monday night edition of Overtime. Youngest in charge with Linnell Willingham. Taking you up to 10 o'clock before we dish the rock to the JR Sport Brief Show. We were talking a little bit of burgundy and gold before we took our last time out. We'll take a big picture look at the National Football League right now as we're joined by Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lockenfora. He is the host of the Odyssey original podcast in the huddle with Brian Baldinger and Carl Dukes covering the entirety of the NFL. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Lock and Four. See, Jason, I messed up the last time you joined me. I said, I'm not plugging your Twitter. You've got 496,000 followers. I can't help you out. I appreciate you joining us, my man. How you doing? Well, my, my Twitter these days is mostly like otter-related content, um, <laughs> some raccoon content, underrated yeah. pets. They can be domesticated. Um, and, like, yeah, like gambling and, like, uh, a little bit of, like, baseball cards. So, yeah, I see the last I couple know. of things. I don't you, know. You, I don't. I don't. I think I'm. I think <laughs> my numbers are dwindling. I'm becoming more and more niche. <laughs> Look, man, we appreciate you giving us some time. I want to get into the nitty gritty right away. Uh, let's start with with Sunday's matchup at Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Uh, I want to talk to you about a, a laundry list of, of NFL offseason items as well. But we'll get started with this Super Bowl matchup. 
What, what are your initial thoughts, and who's got the early edge in your opinion? Um, well, I, I, I keep finding myself leaning Eagles. Um, yeah. I, I think it's, it's a coin flip game, and uh, the, the line reflects that. Um, it's hard to quantify experience and been there, done that, because obviously that's in Andy Reid's department and Patrick Mahomes' department, right. and really the totality of that staff. When you talk about people like Eric Bieniemy, Steve Spagnuolo, you know, you're, you're looking at key figures in that chief staff who are lifers, and you're looking at guys who are 30 and 40-somethings, right, in Philadelphia with Sirianni and um, the two coordinators are, what, 30s, 40-somethings, so, and it's their first time to the dance, and it's Hurts' first time to the dance, and so you, you kind of try to figure that part of it out. Yeah. Um, you've got some health issues. I don't think either quarterback's 100%. I didn't love a lot of the ball placement accuracy I saw from Hertz in that last game. Now, two weeks later, you know, is, is he feeling better, you know, with Mahomes as well? I mean, a high ankle sprain, it's still going to be an issue to some degree. Right. The Chiefs seem to be running out of wide receivers. Um, the Eagles seem to be pretty healthy outside of whatever may or may not be going on with Hertz. Um, but I just think ultimately the Chiefs uh, the Chiefs are not as balanced as the Eagles. I still have issues with the Chiefs defense. There's people who can say, "Yeah, the Eagles haven't faced great quarterbacks." Like, and I mean, that was I, my I, next I, point. <laughs> I, I get it. Like, I get it. But they faced who they faced, and they're number one. You know, in in a lot of key metrics like opposer passer rating. You know, they're number one defending the deep ball. Not that I think Mahomes is going to be pumping it downfield a whole lot in this game. Right. Um, they cover tight ends incredibly well in an era where tight ends are a major thing. The only thing they don't excel against, they're, they're middle of the pack defending running backs in the pass game. You know, the underbelly there is probably the, you know, the linebackers are good, not great. They don't have an elite off-ball linebacker. You know, they don't have a heat-seeking missile who just tracks people in coverage and blows up screens um, from the linebacker position. So I look at Pacheco, I look at, you know, Jarek McKinnon, I think they're going to have bigger roles in this game than a lot of people might think. I look at Andy Reid's usage of some personnel groups going back to that championship game. Yeah. They were in heavy stuff half the time. And part of it, I think, was because of the running out of wide receivers. But I also think part of it was like we've got to stay a little balanced here. And our quarterback, you know, is it can't do the things outside the pocket he normally can do. So it'll be an interesting chess match. I just feel like the Eagles can win in a lot of – I should say a lot of different ways – I see more scripts for the Eagles to win yeah. than I do Kansas City. Be, be careful saying that, JLC. Oh, yeah, you're right, right. Well, no, and all that really matters is the one script that Vince McMahon wrote that he right. passed to Goodell for the, you know, and then that, that will eventually, I don't know when that gets distributed. I don't know if that's via email these days or, you know, a guy gets his fine notice from last week and then also gets the script at the same time. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Man. It's been It's been crazy, you know, watching that whole thing unfold. You mentioned that. Uh, the Eagles hasn't haven't played a quarterback in an offense as dynamic of as Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. On the flip side, though, the Chiefs and really nobody in the NFL have seen a pass rush like the Philadelphia Eagles have. Nope. You mentioned the balance and how key that's going to be for Andy Reid and company. I think that's where the game gets decided. If they have to drop Patrick Mahomes back 45, 50 times and no, he's having yeah, to hold the football, yeah. it's going to be a long day. Well, the right tackle doesn't belong in the league, and the left tackle is probably a right tackle at this point in time, and I don't think the Chiefs are going to do a long-term deal with Orlando Brown. So, um, But Orlando Brown can maul you in the run game. So, yeah, I, I think in the trenches, that's another reason I lean Eagles. I think that you look at offensive line, defensive line, they're the better, they're the better outfit. Um, and that 
in a game like this of this magnitude can hold a lot of weight. I mean, it can hold a lot of weight any given Sunday. Right. And, 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 you know, the, the Chiefs have not seen a run attack like this, you know? And, right. and if it becomes a lower-paced game, if it's not pinball football, if people are snapping the ball on eight and seven seconds and not – 15, um, and it's not hyper, and it's not manic, I I think the Eagles are more equipped to play a time of possession game than the Chiefs, and I think they can systematically wear this defense out. Um, You know, if you take care of Chris Jones, I mean, I really like what Karloftis had a hell of a year, and they've had a hell of a rookie class. Like, do I think Karloftis and Frank Clark are taking over a Super Bowl against those bookend tackles? No, I don't. Um, So, yeah, I, I... I think it's a low-scoring game than most. I like the under. I'm waiting for that number. But I wouldn't be shocked if that number got as high as 52 by the weekend. Yeah. Um, I think this is at most a 27-24 type game and probably more like 24-20, 24-21, somewhere in there. Yeah, I definitely think I agree with you. The Eagles are going to try to lean on that ground game, but it'll feel like death by a thousand cuts, man, because like you said, when the Eagles get it going on the ground, man, they're hard to stop uh, when Hurts gets going with this RPO stuff. I want to look at some of the other – uh, big storylines heading into the offseason that we'll be focusing on more after Sunday. Uh, I want to start in Baltimore, and I'm not mm-hmm. talking about Lamar Jackson yet. Um, the offensive okay. coordinator search. Uh, they brought in the Seahawks quarterbacks coach for a second interview. Eric Bieniemy, I know, is somebody that has been linked to that job as well. Uh, where do you think they ultimately end up going with that, and what are they telling prospective candidates about well, Lamar Jackson? Yeah I, mean, yeah, I mean, they're telling people that that's our quarterback, but right. I, mean, there's, I think that's a – um, I'd be shocked if they get a deal done with their quarterback. So, yeah, it's a tricky spot. It is, and they don't have any wide receiver. I mean, if you think Rashad Bateman's going to come back and finally stay healthy, then, you know, maybe they got one. Like, you know, I thought by this point Devin Duvernay would be a decent NFL receiver. That hasn't materialized. and He's going to be coming off an injury. Um, so, there's, I mean, I don't know really. Know, you know what I mean? There's not, you're selling running backs and you're selling yeah. – Offensive linemen, right? Well, that that sold thirty years ago. But dudes like this come here, especially if it's an up and comer. They want to do this for two or three years and be a head coach, right. you know. So like, that's a, that's a tough sell because how do you do that? How do you get those jobs now? You get those jobs by being the next McVeigh, right? You want to have an innovative passing attack. Well, yeah, with who? You know, they draft <laughs> all defense, they pay all defense. So you know, like, I think Todd Munkin. I'm a big Todd Munkin. Supporter, right. I, I I appreciate his work. I, I loved what he did back in the day with Jacksonville and uh, and Tampa, and a little bit, you know, he didn't have much time in Cleveland. Um, and now with Georgia, but like Todd Munkin's going to have a lot of other options, you know. So I, I don't I don't know. I mean, they're going to do second interviews with six or seven guys, um, and they do have some in-house candidates who I personally wouldn't be shocked if they ended up with at the end of the day, um, either because they don't really want to change their spots that much, and or a lot of these other guys have other arrangements that make more sense to them. I heard we played your cut from uh, from BetQL Daily earlier today when, when from last week when you said you, you expect Lamar to be tagged and traded. I wasn't shocked by that. You joined me about right after week 18 and said the same thing. I think I wrote it in the Washington yeah. Post about seven, eight weeks ago. Yeah, like, get ready for Lamar Jackson trade season, and with each passing day, the likelihood <laughs> of him staying in Baltimore grows fainter and fainter. I mean that's yeah I don't know that the this reality is of the situation shattering but it's just it's just where it is it's where it has been. Are you hearing anything new on that front? And, and the thing that I feel like hasn't been you know exposed to, to fans and, and all media members is that why? What is the reluctancy? What is the hesitancy from Baltimore 
to give him the money that he's asking for because people want to point to health, and I'm like, well, he got hurt in the pocket the last two years, so yeah. that really can't be the issue. Does it have anything to do with Lamar Jackson outside of the facility? And I'm not trying to poke holes in somebody's character or make any type of assumptions, but are, are, are the Ravens thrilled with everything Lamar's doing, not just as a player on the football field but off the field as well? Well, I, I mean, I, look, I don't think that um... – he looks at them the same way that he did three years ago, and I don't think they look at him the same way that yeah. they did three years ago. Um, and I think whenever this trade does happen, you'll start to hear ugly stuff leaked out all over the place, and some of it will be true and some of it will be half true, and some of it will be revisionist history. Um, look, they, they didn't want to pay him Josh Allen money when Josh Allen got his, his bag, right? I mean, that's just that's a fact, and Josh Allen – wasn't winning MVPs then, and uh, newsflash, he ain't won one since. Uh, they got nowhere close then. They did a lot of talking, um, but didn't really get anywhere. He talked to some people at the NFLPA. He studied the situation. He looked at a Kirk Cousins. He looked at a Dak Prescott. And as I reported at the Combine a year ago, if they want to play the franchise tag game with him, he's perfectly fine with it. In fact, he's up for it because he, he has a way to max out in a way no other quarterback has because no other quarterback who's going down that road it's this young, you know, this soon in his, in his career and has done what this young man's done. So, I mean, look, do, 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 are there things he does that gets on there that, you know, that, that's probably worn them down? Absolutely. And vice versa. Um, and it's just, it's, uh, sadly, it's run its course. I mean, they've missed the boat many times to get at least closer on a fair market deal. And it's never been particularly close. And everybody gets like infatuated with the guaranteed money. Like it's also term, you know what I mean? Like they don't want to do a shorter term deal. I think if they were more open to that, something might get done. Cause that means the billionaire doesn't have to dip in his pocket as much because obviously what you'd pay him for three years is less on the whole than what you'd pay him for six or seven, but they don't seem inclined to go that way. So, I mean, it's been a philosophical sort of loggerhead here between the, the, the player and the owner and, and make no mistake. This is, this is all owner. I mean, this, this, this happens or doesn't happen because the owner gives the football people a mandate to either do it or to not do it. And I don't think that's changing. And so February 21st is around the corner. That's when you can start tagging people. If they don't have a deal done, once they play the place to tag on him, they're going to do what I've been again saying for months they're going to do, which is he'll be, he'll get exclusive rights tag. That's never really in doubt. I mean, there's the only thing that makes sense. And then he'll give him permission to talk to any team he wants, even though he's on the exclusive rights tag. And then they will trade him. And the reality is because he doesn't have an agent and he's not really equipped to handle a trade himself, they'll probably have to do the trade. You know, They'll probably have to negotiate the trade terms and, to a certain degree, the contract terms. And that's just, that's just it is what it is. But I don't think he has a future here, and I haven't thought he's had a future here for quite some time. Very, very interesting stuff on the Lamar Jackson front. As it pertains to Washington, I know you've listed the Atlanta Falcons, and a lot of folks have said that makes the most sense based off of the, 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 the cap and, and all of that stuff. Here with Washington, in a situation where new ownership should be, could be coming in, do, do you think that makes sense for a rich billionaire to come in here and try to win this fan base back by taking a big swing for you know, clearly one of the most dynamic, most exciting players in recent memory? Well, it'd be great, but timing's everything, and this timing doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, this this is going to happen at the combine. You know what I mean? This is going to be a gentleman's agreement, you know, handshake deal. 
I think, by early March. And this, this, I mean, even the most ambitious person on this timeline for the red, for the, uh, sorry, <laughs> I almost said their corp, copyrighted uh, <laughs> slur. Um, anybody who's buying the commanders, and again, even if you're, you, you want to believe the most ambitious timeline, that that's, I mean, and I don't think this is even remotely realistic, but even if you wanted to say the, the league meeting in late March, Okay, I think that's probably when we, we maybe learn about finalists. I don't think it's done then. Right. You know, by then it's it's over. You know, like I, this isn't going to drag on. Like the Ravens are if they're if they're tearing the you know the bandaid off this wound, they're they're doing it with the quickness. Not that they're going to you know rush and make a bad deal, but it, look, you know the player. You know what I mean. You're going to know you're going to know the cost. You're not you're not returning their calls unless you're inter- You know you're willing to give up legitimate. Uh, draft and player capital for him. And, and then, you know, I think it sorts itself out in a matter of weeks. Another quarterback that's disgruntled and, and potentially could be traded is Derek Carr out in Las Vegas. Um, what do you think is the timeline on, on that deal potentially getting done? And are the Raiders playing nice with Derek Carr right now? Because we've heard conflicting reports that, you know, they've allowed him to talk to other teams. They haven't. Is it one of those situations you think will have a clean ending, or, or do you think this? Gets well, he's messy? not going to be back there one way or the other. It's right. just a matter of whether he gets, you know, granted his free agency, or um, they are able to consummate a trade. Uh, the timing is tricky because of the structure of the contract. Although it's a contract they just agreed to, you know, whatever ten months ago, so or whatever it was, he's not going to be back there no matter what. Um, they they both can play a little bit of hardball with each other. I mean, ultimately, he's going to be able to dictate some things. They're going to be able to dictate, dictate some things. But, like, he's not going anywhere he doesn't want to go. Um, yeah. I, I, I've i thought the Jets all along. Um, Do you think he can I, I handle think, that based off of the reports that, that, that came out of Vegas this year with him not being able to handle coaching and, and things of that nature? It doesn't seem like he's the toughest-skinned dude in the world. Well, I don't think you think Nathaniel Hackett's going to beat him into the ground. I mean, mean like not him, but maybe the media. uh, If it doesn't go well, which it seems like, well, look, I don't don't know who else is going to want him. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like I don't, I don't know that Bashadi here wants to pay him forty million dollars a year. I'd be shocked if so. So you're hell bent on that being the situation because, like, I've found it hard to believe that someone's going to be willing to pay him forty. Which is why it's like I don't think a trade ultimately yeah, and happens. It, you know, and he he's, he's he may have to. You know, he's probably going to play ball in the contract one way or the other. Um, it's really going to be incumbent on his agent to get as much information as he can. You know, really by the time the waiver period opens after the Super Bowl, to know what's out there for him on the street. I mean, they're going to have to really have their ear to the ground and hmm. have a sense of what's realistic and what's not um, financially. But if there's a place that he doesn't hate, that's willing to give him what he's got. Um, then obviously that's gonna that's gonna give him even more of the hammer, um, but I think like Woody Johnson is desperate enough to do it. You know, right. like I, I don't think he'll care about the money at this point. You know, whereas these teams sitting on top ten picks, they're not going to move off of that for Derek Carr. Yeah. I don't think Steve Bashotti is going to pay him close to that. And even if you're Derek Carr, you're going to come to an East Coast outdoor team with no receivers. You know what yeah. I mean on a prove if it, on a prove it deal if that's what it turns out to be. I don't see it. You know what I mean. Yeah. I don't think Kyle Shanahan wants any part of that. Um, you know, she so just start connecting the dots. Like I, I just think Woody will be be the best Woody can do. Woody can't get Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady's now out of the equation. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just I just just screams to me wagon. Jets. Yeah, yeah, they'll eventually have to circle the wagons. 
I want to go out to Denver for a second and and get your thoughts on that situation because the past, I guess, 16 months for that franchise has been a whirlwind. We had the awkward presser earlier today where, you know, Sean Payton talks about, you know, Russell Wilson not having his guys in the building. Is this one of those situations where where you think, you know, Sean outlasts Russell Wilson in Denver or or do you think he's willing to really, you know, hitch his wagon to trying to solve this thing? I think he's. I think Sean Payton's playing the long game. In yeah. fact, I know Sean Payton's playing the long game. So, in the short term, can you coach Russell Wilson up and turn and, and get him going again? Yeah, you go in with that intent. But Sean also is a is a realist man. He's yeah. not one to suffer fools, and he's not one to BS. And he'll know a couple weeks in the camp. You know what I mean? Right if away, this yeah. is really happening or if it's not, you got to ride that horse either way. You know, if it's happening, and 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 he sees late. You know, late stage Drew Brees in this guy, and by late stage I mean, like, you know, Brees five years ago. Not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not the final two seasons. <laughs> yeah. Then that's one thing. And if not, I think he'll trade everything that ain't nailed down to the Titanic already, and he's gonna do whatever he can do to get Caleb Williams or, or, or be close enough to be in shouting distance for Caleb Williams. Because yeah, and Russell Wilson, he knows it, it's make or break year. If it doesn't happen for him there this year, you know, they'll get out of that contract. They'll pay whatever they have to do to go away. And his days of making big quarterback money are over. That's I mean, that's that's a fact. Do you see they own, that ownership group willing to bite that bullet? Because when you go and look at the terms of this contract, I mean, when do you get out of this thing? I mean, there is no off ramp. It feels like. I mean, it's it's hey, you you you, you eat whatever more that's than fifty like percent of it I mean, that's to, to trade them for a five. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it is what it is. Yeah, one of those situations where you got to make chicken salad out of chicken. You know what? I'll let you go on this, Jason. The other team in the NFC East that Washington pays close attention to, the Dallas Cowboys. They obviously hire a new offensive coordinator. <laughs> Uh-oh. They got a chuckle out of you. They hire Brian Schottenheimer. Uh, Dak Prescott, no more guaranteed money on the contract after this year. Is 2023 make or break for, for Dakota Rain? Um. Well, no. I mean, as long as. Look, as long as Jerry wants to keep paying Dak Prescott, he's not going to give a damn what anybody else says about Dak Prescott. Yeah. I mean, Dan Quinn knows the, the drill. Like, if, if Dan Quinn's the next man up, Dan Quinn will be coaching them by, I don't know, December the 1st. And Dan <laughs> Quinn, if, if Jerry wants him to live with Dak, he'll live with Dak. But, you know, a guy who could have multiple jobs um, in all likelihood steps away, right, from that contention second mm-hmm. year in a row. You don't do that unless you know that, there's a, a, a pot of gold on the other side of that rainbow, and that, that rainbow ain't that far off because Mike McCarthy is now back to doing the very things he said during his redemption media tour two years ago that he wasn't going to do anymore because that's how it got off the rail. I tried to do too much. I had too much on my plate. I, it's, it's not smart to think you could be the best play caller and the game manager at the same time. And I've learned, and I've, you know, people sit in the war room with him, and I understand <laughs> modern football now, and, you know, I understand how to delegate and, Fred and now he's going to save man. the day as the, as the game-managing play caller. Eh, yeah, I, I've seen that drill. I, yeah. I've seen that drill with better talent. So, um, yeah, I, I – Interesting. It's Dan Quinn's team. <laughs> it's all to see NFL insider Jason Lockett for. I appreciate you giving me some time, JLC. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. That is Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lockett for make sure you follow in the huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Plenty of good nuggets in my conversation uh, with Jason Lockett for we'll react to that. Plus potential good sign 
for hoping Daniel Snyder sells the Commanders. That could be next. You're on the fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Big thanks to Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lock and Fora for joining us in the last segment. If you missed any of that, uh, make sure you download in the Odyssey app and use the Odyssey Rewind feature and go back to our 8.30 segment. Jason Lock and Fora, plenty of good nuggets on Lamar Jackson, uh, what could potentially be happening in Dallas, all the offseason items that you want to hear about. Jason Lock and Fora uh, giving us the tea on the latest. Give you a Wizards update. Uh, while we can, it's not one that you probably want to hear. Uh, coming off of a horrible weekend in which they blew back-to-back 20-point leads. They're down 30 right now at the hands of the Cleveland Cavaliers. 28 points, excuse me. 104-76 with 10-18 left to go in the fourth quarter. To the Wizards' credit, they're without Bradley Beal and Kyle Kuzma tonight, but who the hell cares? Losing by 30 points, I don't care who you're going up against. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. We'll get into the Wizards' Uh, here in the next segment, we'll be joined uh, at about 9.15, 9.30 by Josh Robbins, who covers the team for the Athletic. But boy, oh boy, man, picture this group, where they're at right now. It just seems like they're going nowhere fast. And if they're not going to be able to overcome the injury situation, I mean, this is going to be a long, long rest of the season uh, for the Washington Wizards. They're currently now 104-76. Uh, at the hands of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Chris Stapps, Porzingis, uh, the lone star for Washington tonight that's in uniform, 18 points, seven rebounds, and a block. He's one of six from beyond the arc, seven of 13 uh, from the field in total. Chris Stapps doing what he can to try to keep the D.C. family competitive. Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs uh, having none of it. It was actually the uh, old Neto reunion game here tonight. I heard... Saw on Twitter that they played a montage for Raul uh, before the game started <laughs> uh, tonight. So that's that's interesting. Raul Neto, Wizards fans have a love-hate relationship with that guy. He played so hard, but stunk. Uh, he, he stunk. We'll get to the Wizards uh, in more detail on the other side uh, of the hour. The 9 o'clock hour, we'll get into the Wizards. We'll, we'll take your calls on the D.C. family as well. Right now, though, a potential good sign for all of you out there hoping that Daniel Snyder eventually sells the Washington Commanders. This news came out earlier today. Daniel Snyder's home in Potomac, Maryland, officially on the market for $49 million. So to hear that number come out lets me know Daniel Snyder, serious about getting the hell out of the DMV potentially. Uh, My favorite Twitter page during the offseason was Dan Snyder's Yacht Tracker 
Uh, shout out to that guy doing the the Lord's work, giving us the play-by-play on where the hell Daniel Snyder is. This house being on the market for $49 million is interesting because he actually set the record uh, for for the listing in Potomac when he bought, purchased the house the first time. So I believe it was $28 million when he initially purchased it. He's now selling it for $49 million. So to see him continually make flips like this, he might not be a damn good owner of a professional football team, but he's clearly a pretty good entrepreneur. Uh, good sign, though, for Commanders fans out there hoping uh, for for news to come on this situation sooner rather than later. The fact that his home's on the market lets you know that the ball's in the right court, so to speak. We're heading in the right direction. Uh, March 26th through the 29th is the NFL's owners' meetings uh, in Arizona, and all along, when we first heard that Bank of America was, you know, looking for potential buyers f- for Washington, all along, the owners' meetings in March is really when folks predicted that something more concrete on the sale front uh, could be expected. In those owners' meetings, three-day event, bunch of the big wigs down there on behalf of uh, their prospective teams. You can get more of a feel as to what's going on uh, with the Washington Commanders uh, during that time. Based on you know the projected timeline of this sale, I still, to me, and we and we heard this you know reiterated by Jason Lock and Fora, based on the projected timeline of this sale, although we're going to be excited about Daniel Snyder finally being away from the team, I still don't anticipate the sale having much impact on the football side right away, right? You know, I expect this new ownership group, whoever it is, to come in and assess the situation and move accordingly, meaning, like I, like we've said all along, you know, 2023, definitely a prove-it year for head coach Ron Rivera uh, and this staff. I, I, I just think patience. Patience is the best word I could use uh, uh, to describe, you know, this situation moving forward. Commanders fans, we need to have patience. Something is going to happen. I don't think – I think we've gotten too far, so to speak, to, to turn back now at this point, right? Daniel Snyder – has basically exhausted every resource that you need to exhaust when it comes to selling a professional sports franchise. And I don't think uh, that I'm willing to call his bluff at this point, even though as a fan base, it feels like, man, we've been we've been waiting on this to happen since the season, right? And obviously we knew it. It happening during the season was never likely. The owners' meetings in March has always been that projected timeline as to when things would pick up and gain steam so to speak and I still think that is very much the case uh, for for the Washington commanders and hopefully uh, the prospective buyers of this franchise are willing to do the legwork that it's going to take to get this thing back on the right track that's the one thing that I don't want to get lost with all of this just because some new rich snob billionaire comes in here and buys this franchise. Doesn't mean all of our problems are all of a sudden going to be on the back burner, right? They've got to do this the right way. And we talked about this earlier with the quarterback position and doing it the right way, so to speak. They've got to build this team the right way. Think about how all the good franchises across the National Football League are run. A competent owner goes out and hires a competent GM. Competent GM and competent owner mush their brains together to find a competent head coach. Competent GM, competent head coach, find franchise quarterback. That's it. 
That's it. That's all you have to do in 2023 to be a successful NFL franchise. Do it the right way. And hopefully this is the the offseason. This is the year. This is the, the, the timetable and the time frame in which they finally do it the right way. Because for years, for years, all of our problems have been rooted in Daniel Snyder picking bad football people, whether it was Vinny Serrato, Bruce Allen, you name it. For some reason, Washington, I don't want to say for some reason, it's because Dan Snyder doesn't know anything about football. Their inability to pick competent football people in the front office has had a trickle-down effect on this entire franchise. Their inability to pick a good head coach, their inability to find a good quarterback. Until they commit to doing it the right way, which is having an owner hire a GM who hires a head coach, until they go that route and stop trying to zig when everyone zags, it'll be the same thing over and over again. I just pray to God, really, that the new ownership group picks the right football people. Or else it's just Daniel Snyder 2.0. It's one thing to have the money. It's knowing what to do with the money uh, that ultimately makes the most sense to me, man. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll switch gears. I just gave you an update on the Washington Wizards. I'll give you another one here before we go to the commercial break. They're down 110 to 87 with 5.03 left to go in the fourth quarter. Washington playing without Bradley Beal and Kyle Kuzma tonight. Still no excuses. They're getting their brakes beat off of them by the Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll take a timeout when we come back. More on the D.C. family. We'll recap what happened this weekend. Back-to-back blown 20-point leads. Where do we go from here? I'll tell you next. This is the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 